As you can see on the front of your bulletin, we're on a sermon series called Bumper Sticker Theology. And we see lots of different bumper stickers. And Mark, hopefully we've got some of these. A lot of them take a um, political slant. And as I've been noticing them more and more, uh, since my mind has kind of been on this series, I'm really surprised how many take a political uh, slant, mixing some type of faith uh, with, uh, with uh, politics. Jesus was a conservative, which must be balanced out by the next bumper sticker that says Jesus is a liberal. What's the next one that we have? God told me to vote Democrat. And... Jesus was a community organizer and Pontius Pilate was a governor. I assume that was a slam at Sarah Palin last time that uh, we had an election. Next, warning, I'm a bitter Christian clinging to my gun. Yes, more God, less government. I'm a Christian, I own a gun, and I'm a Democrat. Well, praise God. This is an interesting one. It reminds me of the... Um, it yeah, I don't think so either. Um, it reminds me of the pastor that went to interview at a church, and he uh, started the interview with us a little devotion to the church board and wasn't reading out of their preferred version, which was the King James, and so... They asked him about that, and they, uh, he said, no, I, I prefer whatever version he was reading out of. And one old saint around there says, well, if uh, King James was good enough for the Apostle Paul, then it's good enough for us. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of reminded me of that when I saw Jesus, uh, Jesus spoke English. What else? Well, uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, this kind of a bumper sticker. There are people that uh, love Jesus but don't like the church. There are people that, uh, there's a guy that has made a, a video that has went viral in the last two weeks. It says, uh, I hate religion, but I love Jesus. And he said some good things in that, and he didn't say some good things in that. Uh, Jesus was a part of organized religion, and he stayed a part of organized religion. He could have started his own thing. He chose not to. But there are a lot of people that really love Jesus but don't want anything to do with the church. So you see bumper stickers that have something to do with this, and we're going to tackle that next Sunday. So, dear Lord, protect me from your followers. What's the next one we have? That, uh, on the same, on the same uh, vein, I have nothing against God. It's his fan club that I can't stand. Okay, what else do we have? Um, a few weeks uh, from now, we're going to be um, talking about the bumper sticker that says um, everything happens for a reason. And uh, a lot of um, people will uh, blame their bad choice and say, well, everything happens for a reason. Well, no. It, many times it happens because I made a lousy choice. I made a lousy choice. But we try to spiritualize everything, even my poor choices, maybe even my sin, and we take 
Romans 8, 28 out of context and say everything just happens for a reason. Well, God says, well, I don't know if God actually said this or not, but I think it's scriptural. Stop using my name to justify your bad decisions. I, I think that's a scriptural bumper sticker. All right? Last reason. Last reason. Last week. Lord, wow. <laughs> I'm still on a little drugs this week now, okay? So it's better. But I have about one coughing fit a, uh, a day, and I hope that it won't happen here between uh, our sermon time. Last week, we talked about honk if you love Jesus. We talked about several things related to that bumper sticker. And uh, if you didn't hear that message, you can catch that on, on our, our website. What else? Here's where we're at today. Who has seen this bumper sticker? As I talk to people, uh, I, I'm surprisingly... A lot of people haven't seen it. I see it a lot. <clears throat> I went to visit Amy Hammond in the hospital this week, and I was just walking through the parking garage, and since I'm preaching on bumper sticker theology, I was looking at bumper stickers a little heavier than I did, and I, I saw that. You go down to Yellow Springs, you'll see that a lot, right? <laughs> you go out to Seattle, Washington, or Portland, Oregon, or some places up in the northeast, uh, you'll see this bumper sticker that is, says coexist, with a lot of different symbols. The crescent moon with the star is one of the symbols of Islam. The peace symbol is that we should just all live in peace. The E has a symbol for males and symbol for females, and, and that's just the quality of the sexes. The star of David is there for the X. Uh, the next symbol is a, a symbol of a Wiccan uh, religion. The S is the yin and the yang, which represents a, a lot of the Eastern religions. And across, of course, the T is cross of Christianity. And, and the thought behind this is that can't all the faith just get along? Can't we just coexist? And I think in some ways that's a wonderful thought, in some ways a thought that I would adhere to and in some ways, a thought that I think that Jesus is okay with, but I think we have to delve deeper into that. To coexist, I think, is a little bit naive. It's just a little bit naive because it just discounts sin. It discounts sin. And basically, almost all sin stems from the fact that people can't coexist from one another. Almost all sin is relational. And it's the fact that we just don't play well with others. And so this coexisting is not quite as easy as maybe if we just hold hands and, and sing we are the world or kumbaya or whatever it may be. There, there's, a, there's a very reality of sin that, that makes us not coexist very well. There's a very reality of sin that makes us not play well with others. When I did some speaking in a secular realm and did some seminars for corporations. The second most requested one that I did was how to deal with difficult people. Everybody always thought that they weren't the difficult person, by the way. It was always someone else that was the difficult person to be able to deal with. A fascinating thing that I found in trying to research this this week, there's lots of different variations of this bumper sticker. But a group from Fishers, Indiana, has patented this. And they are now filing suit 
with all the people that are using this without permission. <laughs> now, do you get that humor in that? The people that b believe in this so much that they come out with a bumper sticker are not able to coexist with other people that are using their bumper sticker. You know, I think in some ways Jesus would be okay with this bumper sticker. I, I think as, as a Christian, I think uh, Jesus wants us to be able to coexist with people of other faith. I, I don't find as I read the, the Gospels, I don't find uh, Jesus uh, hammering out at other faith. He may state a disagreement. He was the hardest on his own people. He was the hardest on his own people. I don't see any admonition from Jesus that we need to go out and kill the infidels, and I don't see any admonition from Jesus that we've got to beat people into Christianity. Um, I, I think if you read all of, of, of God's words, we are to be people of peace, and we are to be people of respect. We don't have to agree, but we should be people of respect. We should be able to coexist. And if I live between a, a, a Muslim and I live between a Hindu, uh, as a Christian person, I should be able to be polite and respectful while maybe not accepting, well, certainly not accepting of their beliefs. I should still be polite and kind and respectful and should be able to coexist with them. Romans 12, 18 is a passage of Scripture that's amazingly practical. I think in, in this realm and in a lot of realms, I, I've read it to you before. If it is possible, God says, that always amazes me, which shows you God knows it's difficult to coexist. So it says, if it is possible, as far as it depends upon you, live at peace. With all men. I, I don't think I do. I don't think I butcher. I don't think I butcher the scripture at all if I would say, if it is possible, as far, as far as it depends on you Christians, live at peace with people of other faith. I don't think I butcher the scripture at all. I'm taking it out of any kind of context. If it is possible, as far as it depends upon us, if there should be uh, uh, some problems between me and my Muslim neighbor, if there should be problems between me and my atheist neighbor, those problems should not be stemmed from me. Those problems should not be rooted in me being disrespectful or impolite. If there is going to be friction, it, it shouldn't be because I've not tried to be able to smooth over that friction. And... Jesus speaks kind of roughly to this as well. It says, if you're worshiping and you realize that somebody, you got something against somebody, you need to get out of the house of worship. And you need to go make that right. So as Christians, we need to be people of respect and, and, and to live, if it is possible, peace with all men. So there's, in some veins, there's nothing wrong with a coexist bumper sticker, but the the the, the Coexisting and treating people with respect and dignity is, is, is okay, but the philosophy under that is what bothers me somewhat. We talked through this at staff meeting, and, and we don't always know what, it, what a person 
is intending when that bumper sticker is slapped on the bumper. We, we know that it was in, intended for, for people to be able to live in harmony with one another, but we don't know what somebody may intend. I, I think it's easy to be able to understand that that coexist bumper sticker could mean, well, it's just flash that bumper sticker back up there again, if you would, Mark. Is that we just, whatever you believe is okay. Whatever you believe is okay. And if you, if you go there to whatever you believe is okay, and then you kind of go to the reason it's okay is because, you know, we're all going to the same place. It's just what part of the elephant you're feeling. You've heard that illustration before, you know? Um, I think there's a philosophy there that's under that. It's not stated, but, you know, it's okay. You're, you're a Christian. Well, well, isn't that nice? And almost in a condescending way. Just so, as long as your beliefs don't bother me and we can just coexist. I think undermining or uh, underneath philosophy of all that is that, is, is that beliefs really don't count that much. Beliefs really don't matter that much. And because they really don't matter that much, we can all coexist. But friends, beliefs matter. They matter a whole lot. Now, beliefs don't matter... They don't matter at all if I'm a Sunday morning Christian and I'm just coming to church to do my duty or I'm just coming to church because my wife wants me to come to church or I'm just coming to church to get our, uh, our kids uh, uh, a little Bible or, or whatever. My, my beliefs wouldn't matter because they probably wouldn't be practically worked out in my life anywhere. But friends, if, if, if you are sincere about your beliefs, whether they be of whatever faith you want them to be from, if you would be are sincere about your beliefs, your beliefs matter. Your beliefs determine your behavior. What you believe determines how you talk and how you walk and how you spend your money and how you act. Beliefs matter. And to throw us all into one big bumper sticker of beliefs and it's great that we all believe this and you just believe it with all you your might and that's great and to somehow think those beliefs may not infringe upon other people or those beliefs may not uh, be voiced in society in some way or worked out in society is just not true friends because beliefs matter if I'm a Christian and I can just easily meld with a lot of other religions, and I can just mix in really well with a lot of other religions, I'm probably not believing. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm probably not taking that seriously in my life. I'm probably not taking seriously all of God's word that tends so much to our behavior. Do you realize if you look through God's word, John Oswald was an Old Testament theology professor and, and, and for me at Asbury Seminary. And he, one Sunday he said, excuse me, one Monday in class he said, do you realize God doesn't really care if you go to heaven? Now that'll wake you up at 8 o'clock in the morning in Old Testament theology class. He says, God doesn't really want you to go to heaven. What he wants is you. And if he gets you, then heaven is a fringe benefit. 
He wants you. Lock, stock, and barrel. And I went to him after the class, went to his office, and said, oh, Dr. Oswald, I believe in what you're saying. But how in the world do I tell that to people? They're going to look at me like I'm nuts. He says, well, Mark, just go through God's Word. Take a pink magic marker or whatever and highlight every verse that talks about how to go to heaven. You'll have very, very few. Then go through with a different color magic marker that says, now that you are a Christian, now that you are a person of God, this is how you should live. This is how you should behave. He said, it'll be full of the second color magic marker. And you'll go through and literally see that second color everywhere in very little of the ones that have been highlighted how to go to heaven. Whether we like it or not, or whether we think this is a works-generated type of statement or not, I don't know. But yes, Christianity is about a belief, but you can't deny that Christianity is about behavior as well. Because God says, if you are my people, this is how you should live. If you believe in me, this is how you should live. That's what the Ten Commandments are all about. It starts with, you've seen what I've done to the Egyptians. That starts the Ten Commandments. You've seen what I've done to them. Now, commandment one. Commandment two. You've seen what I've done to them. Grace, what I've done for you. Commandment one. Commandment two. Our responsibility. This is how you walk with me. This is how you are, people of God. This is the behavior that I want out of you. This is the behavior that is prompted by your belief. It's great to be able to meld all of those into one and said, your beliefs... You know, whatever you believe is okay, and all roads lead to heaven, and God is too big for one religion, and all those kind of things that I think is accompanies many people, not all, but many people who would put that bumper sticker on their car. And what I want to tell you this morning, church, is that your beliefs matter, or at least they should. They should matter in every single part of your life. And if that belief that matters somehow makes us in conflict or in disagreement or makes coexistence difficult with some other people of other faith, it's still our belief and must be lived out. Now, I know in very few ways that I should be rude or I should somehow be ugly, but friends, for me to deny the differences, for me to deny that my beliefs matter is basically for me to be a hypocrite and say I believe something but show nothing in my life. It was in the 2000 and 2004 election. This is election. This is not a political statement. This is just illustration, all right? And it was, I guess it was Bush and Kerry. And, and one of the debates was... Kerry was asked some question. He was a Catholic, and he had some differences with the Catholic Church. And so the, the moderator or whoever asked the question was prompting about that, that conflict that must be in his life between his beliefs and his spiritual beliefs 
and then the way some of the beliefs that he held as a politician. And he saw no problem with that. And he says, I have some deep-rooted, founded spiritual beliefs, values, he called them. He says, but I choose not to govern by them. Are you telling me that I can be a person that has deep founded values and beliefs and I can leave them at the door? Are you telling me I'm a person that has deep founded religious convictions and I don't take them into the workplace? Are you telling me that I'm a person who has deep-founded religious core values, things that are eternal for me, and I don't bring them into my marriage? I don't bring them to the soccer field? I don't bring them in every element of life? That's a hypocrite. Beliefs matter. Beliefs matter. And if you're a person of the belief that stems from this book, those beliefs are incorporated in your life 24-7. And while those beliefs should help us to respect and coexist, those beliefs also may bring us in some conflict if we live out those beliefs, which we're expected to. And it's just not an, an urging to us. It's assumed that we would in this book. Are you living what you believe in? Am I living what I'm believing? Was it Rich Mullins that wrote the song, The Creed, that said, Our, my beliefs are making me? And that's true. That's true. Let me finish. Well, it's true that Jesus was a person of, of peace. And I know that you can come and, and say, well, what about the time that he overturned all the money changers? Okay. But as you look at, at, through the Gospels, he was a person of peace. He was not a person that came to, to wanting to make strife. He was not a person by just his very demeanor and the way he went about interactions with person, rubbed people the wrong way. He, he, he tried to be a person of respect and peace. And I don't think anybody can understand the person of Jesus without being able to see that. And we know that. But we also have to come to grips with a passage of Scripture that tells us a little bit more about him. It's in Luke, I believe. Mark. This is Jesus' words now. These are in red in the New Testament. Jesus is saying, Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? This is a prince of peace. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. 
From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Jesus was a peaceful person, a respectful person. He went about his life in a peaceful manner. Yes, I know there was a day he was, had such righteous indignation he turned over the tables in the temple. But you'd have to believe throughout all the Gospels that he went about his life in a peaceful way. But, now get this, if I can make this distinction. While he, was a, while he went about his life in a peaceful way, the person of Jesus who he was, what he said, and his teachings do not bring about peace. Do you you understand the difference there? Because you have to make a decision about Jesus. Jesus does not allow you to be in the mushy middle of neutrality. Jesus does not allow you to be in the mushy middle of all the different faiths with him because He said, before Abraham was, I am. Now, they killed him for stuff like that. Jesus forces you, forces me to make a decision about him. We can't stay neutral about him. Staying neutral, you've got to be for him or against him. Think about Martin Luther King Jr. was a man of peace. Nonviolence. But his message didn't bring peace, did it? His message forced you to make a decision. His message forced you to come to grips with some things. His message brought division and to some degree still does. It's the same with Jesus. The one that says, No one comes to the Father except through me. He was a man of peace, but that statement alone makes you make a decision about who Jesus was. You cannot say, as C.S. Lewis has said so eloquently, you cannot say that he was just a good moral teacher. He, He taught a lot of good things. You can't say that about Jesus and then be able to say that he also said before Abraham was, I am. He wasn't just a good moral teacher. He was either who he said he was or he wasn't. Good moral teachers don't claim to be God. We we fire people from Xenia High School if they stand up and claim to be God. We'll fire them. We'll call them a lunatic. And indeed, you could call Jesus a lunatic if you wanted to. C.S. Lewis said you can call him a lunatic. You can call him a liar if you choose to be able to do that. Or you've got to follow his feet and worship him as Lord. Maybe he was a liar. That would be, you could choose that about Jesus. You could, he, was just, he was just a liar. He wasn't who he said he was. That could be a choice. That could be your choice. Maybe you could say he was nuts. He was insane. He was a lunatic. Well, you just can't say he was a good teacher who taught a lot of good things. That's what they want to say up here. They don't have anything against Jesus' teachings. 
blessed are the poor in spirit, and so forth and so on. But you can't say that. He was either a lunatic, he was either a liar, or you have to follow his feet like Thomas and said, my Lord and my God. If Jesus was who he said he is, he forces you and he forces me and he forces everyone of every different faith to make a choice. And that choice, Jesus said, splits families. Fathers against sons. Oh, not in a disowning type of way, but you know in the way I'm talking about. So in a real way, it's tough to coexist. Even though he was a peaceful person. I think people that would put this bumper sticker on their car, they haven't read what Jesus says about himself or they simply don't believe that it's true because Jesus forces us, forces us to decide who he is. Let's be respectful. We asked the staff members this week if, uh, you know, and mosque was built down the street for us, would we feel obligated to protest against that and go to the city council and make sure that doesn't come in? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Country's based on freedom of religion. I'd want to treat them the way I would like to be treated if the situation was reversed. We can, we can coexist in a peaceful way. We never forget that our beliefs must matter, and sometimes our beliefs do bring us into conflict and friction. Conflict and friction. And also remember that one of the reasons it brings us into conflict is because Jesus says, forces us to make a choice about who he is. He's either the son of God or he's a liar or a lunatic. Have you made that choice? There's really no sitting in the middle on it. There's really no straddling the fence. Calls you to make that choice. And if you make that choice, that belief, the behavior in your life, that would follow changes your life totally. And you can not only call him your Savior, but your Lord. Can we stand together, please? Father, I pray for everyone here in this place that even right now, in this moment, they're, they're wrestling with the decision about your son. You have forced us into a decision. Is he who he says he was? And if that's the case, everything in, else in life is under him his lordship if he's not who he says he was he's not and 
we can pass him off as a liar, a lunatic, martyr. And I pray for people right now who are wrestling with this decision. I pray for people who are believers this morning but have been pricked by the Holy Spirit of God that they're not living out their beliefs, that their beliefs are not affecting their behavior. And the Holy Spirit of God has pricked them on some hypocrisy in their lives, some double-mindedness in their lives. Father, deal with those people as you do. And may we all be people who claim aside and live what we believe because our beliefs matter in this world and the next. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You are dismissed.